On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk productivity, habits, and I discuss why happiness is a process rather than a destination. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 77 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I share the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges. Sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Now let me point to the elephant in the room. I said in the intro, sometimes on my own, sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. It seems to be increasingly infrequent that we have guests on this podcast. It is, of course, my ambition to have a guest episode once every two weeks. But like I've said before, um, sometimes life, sometimes running a business gets in the way of being able to book people in. Um, and do the the sheer quantity of outreach that's needed to try and book in some of the guests that I'm aiming to have on here. And of course, what I don't want to do and what I never will do is have guest episodes for the sake of having guest episodes in as much as, you know, I've set myself quite an arbitrary target of having a guest every two weeks. And when it makes sense, that is what I will do. Sometimes even it might be more frequent than every two weeks. But right now, with things being as busy as they are and with the, I guess, untidy workflow that I currently have in place for reaching out to, responding to, managing, booking guests, uh, it's just it's just not always going to be possible to have one every two weeks. And I'm okay with that because, like I say, I'd rather have good guests slightly less frequently rather than just anyone who I can get to jump on a Zoom call at a moment's notice. Um every two weeks so there we go Uh, and whilst (laughs) whilst we're on the topic of me confessing my content related sins um let's talk about the email newsletter because you may have noticed i've stopped doing it again and to be honest where my mind is at with it right now is that probably i'm just gonna stick on a shelf somewhere and let it sit there for a while um i did what was it 76 emails back to back every Monday and every Thursday for like 30 odd weeks and it was good and it was fun and it was therapeutic and it was useful and I managed to process lots of thoughts and share lots of thoughts and I know that a few of you got in touch and responded and we had good conversations and so on but in short recently and this is kind of why I reduced it down from two to one in the first place like it feels like I'm sitting there on a Sunday evening or on a Monday and actively trying to like think of something to say because frankly and I speak about this a lot on the podcast like most of my life is fairly uneventful and most of my life is fairly boring and repetitive and the exciting things that do happen or that are going on for the most part can't be spoken about right because they're with clients and there's contracts in place and so on and so there never really was like an end goal with the newsletter It was more just for me to, uh, and I had this conversation a few months back actually with Ryan Merton, it was always for me to just improve my ability to share what I deem to be fairly complex, fairly long-winded thoughts in 
a really concise and a really clear way. And I think that in the 78 or so, I forget how many it is exactly, in the 78 or so emails that I have done since June last year, or July last year, whenever it was, um, I think that I went some way towards achieving that goal. And that's not to say, to be clear, that I'm never going to send a note or a thought or even quite a long form piece to that newsletter group ever again. But it is just to say that in the exact same way that I don't want to be booking guests for guests' sake, I don't want to be writing emails because there is an arbitrarily set deadline telling me that it's 8pm on a Monday so I need to send something, right? Because A, that's a waste of my time, but far more importantly, B, that is a waste of your time. If you have put your trust in me enough to sign up to the emails newsletter and want to hear or read my thoughts, the last thing I want to be doing is clogging your inbox with shit just because I've said I need to send something on a Monday or I said I need to send something on a Thursday. And so with that in mind, what will the email newsletter look like long term? I don't know, to be honest. It may be something that after a few weeks off, that kind of fire in my belly is reignited and I go back to it. Or quite honestly, it might just be something that lives in the past that I did for getting on for a year I wrote you know 80 odd pieces of content uh, they're fairly evergreen I go back and read them sometimes uh, there are some there are some bangers in there but you know what the last thing I want to do like I say is be producing content for content's sake it's a waste of my time and it's a waste of your time and so for now don't expect any email newsletters because I'm not going to be doing them just yeah there we go um to be honest this week has been a really good one. I have had my habits dialed in. I think I've hit all of my habits in the spreadsheet every single day since that spreadsheet began about two and a half weeks ago. Other than, and this one's annoying, you'll remember last week if you listened, I said that one of the things that I have put into that habit spreadsheet is having uh, 40 grams worth of protein in some sort of supplement sense uh, or through some sort of supplement form. And the reason for that is that Uh, from the things I listen to and read, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle, tone up, whatever it might be, like the far majority of people don't consume enough protein, right? We base our our, uh, calories around foods that perhaps aren't as conducive with gaining weight, losing weight, and so on. Um, And so I said that every day I will have those 40 grams of protein, and it was so nearly possible until the, uh, the... what's it called, the Prince of Wales Bridge or something, the the new Severn Bridge across the River Severn on the M4 uh, was closed the other night when we were on our way back from a meeting in Bristol and so we had to go onto the M48 bridge and the service station at the M48 um, is basically like a truck stop. Like there is one shop in there which is a WH Smith's and it sold nothing other than like beer and crisps and sugar and so there was literally you know wh smiths and service stations you know what i'm talking about if you drive a lot they are normally really good for fairly healthy food choices um there's normally like an entire aisle an entire section and an entire part of the fridge space dedicated to protein shakes to bars to all of these things there was none of that in that wh smiths and so i just had to hold the l there was nothing i could do it was like 11 p.m at night I hadn't had the protein by that point, so I thought, fuck it. So that is the first and currently the only red box in the uh, the habit tracking spreadsheet. Hopefully there won't be many more, but it's going well. And I think as a result of 
a mixture between being busy but like nicely busy rather than too busy right now plus all of the habits being dialed in things being fairly quiet right lockdown extended so there's just nothing on this week has probably been one of the most productive weeks i can remember definitely one of the most productive weeks i've personally had since this podcast began a year and a half ago i'm just like the sheer volume of important and of meaningful work that i've got done over the past four days has been really good um slight exception to that is this afternoon hit a bit of a brick wall but that's why i've opted to record this podcast a little bit earlier than usual um to yeah just make use of the time that would otherwise be dead time what else has been going on uh we had our first uh, in-person meeting with a new client the other day in almost two years uh, every new client every onboarding call well has been exactly that a call rather than a meeting because of covid for the last like year and a half um, even to the point where there are actually clients that we have been working with for quite a while now that we have yet to meet in person and so we took a trip to i say bristol it wasn't bristol we thought it was bristol it was fucking nowhere near bristol it was like three hours away um but we took a trip to meet a new client really great to to get to know them to learn more about their business and then afterwards just frankly have a chat about everything and anything which uh, if you work in any sort of like people focused business i'm sure you will know and i'm sure you'll agree that um the second you stop talking about business the second you stop talking about work and you just start talking about your interests and your hobbies and what you like and what you enjoy and that podcast you listened to the other day and this part from a book and so on it's in those moments that you really get to know people and that you really build those relationships and i think there's something quite transactional about things like zoom right you put in your calendar for an hour that you're going to have this this onboarding call or this meeting or this catch up with somebody and the hour passes and then you push the red hang up button and that's it and whilst i am a big proponent of remote meetings not least because it means that we have to travel less spend less stay in hotels less and get more done when we're in the office for all of the benefits of them um i don't think there's anything that can replace just having a sit down face-to-face conversation with somebody particularly that first time around when you're trying to get to know somebody and so yeah that was good it was good to be back um what else is new i did some really deep planning on my day-to-day finances uh the other day because it's one of those things where it's so easy with like monthly subscriptions to this and that and like bills going out and Uh, spending money on amazon that doesn't really feel like spending money it's so easy to at least in in my experience find yourself in a position where you're spending like far more money than you were say two years ago but not actually i don't want to say not have a handle on it but you know what i mean like there's that creep that happens where your outgoings one month are like x and then they're x plus 10 percent, and then x plus 12 percent. and before you know it it's like you're spending double what you originally were per month and tangibly not getting anything more out of it right and so i i had to sit down with a google sheet and i put in all of my fixed monthly outgoings uh, i then opened up a separate bank account into which each month i am going to put like a fixed amount of money which is like the money that is cool to just spend on whatever and then i'm just going to siphon off all of the rest of the money into savings because why not right 
it's, it's one of those things where I'm really good at treating my savings account as an account of money that isn't mine in as much as I don't think, oh, I fancy doing X, Y, Z today. I'll just pay for it with the savings. Like I don't touch that money unless I really need to. And so putting more into it um, just seems like a no brainer. And also keeping a handle on what I spend day to day because it is so easy to habitually spend like hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month on food and on eating out and on like going to the co-op on the lunch break and so I'm just gonna maybe I'll maybe I'll change how much I put into that spending money bank account over the months as I get to know my real spending habits but I've kept the amount fairly low to begin with literally like 200 pounds is going in there and we'll see how I get on because there in theory at least there is no reason why you know with all of my bills covered with savings covered there's no real at least I'm saying this ahead of time, there may be, but there's no real reason I see why I would need more than £200 to spend on random shit like lunches, you know. So I'm going to see how I get on with that. Hopefully uh, that'll be good. Uh, I've just remembered actually whilst I was talking, I said I uh, I don't touch my savings unless I need to. I dipped into those savings the other day because you'll remember last week I spoke about my car and how I was thinking of getting a new one. And for the longest time, I was looking at the BMW 2 Series Coupe. It looks like a nice, small, fun, reasonably priced car. Um, but then at the 11th hour, I had a change of heart. And so I decided that what I'm going to do, given that the aircon needs uh, like regassing or whatever, given that uh, the MOT is due soon, the service is due soon, um, and the mileage is ticking up on that car, what I decided to do is go on to cinch and buy literally the same car i have gone from aos i have gone i haven't picked it up yet it's getting delivered on sunday but i've gone from a ford focus six seven plate st line to a ford focus six seven plate st line but the crucial difference is this because used car prices are so high right now places like cinch we buy any car and so on are giving you so much to get your car from you because of the stock issues I was able to swap out from one car to another uh, to get uh, the aircon that we spoke about to get 12 months worth of MOT to get a warranty to avoid a service to get a car with extra features like a reversing camera and to get a car with I think 6,000 fewer miles for £650 and so that's what I did I never thought that my second car would be the same as my first car but it is, and so there we go, picking that up on Sunday, or rather having that delivered on Sunday. And so I'll let you know how I get on with that. And then I think the last thing I wanted to do is just read a uh, screenshot of a book that I put on my Instagram story last night and discuss it, only because it got an awful, awful lot of interaction. Lots and lots of people resonated with this quote from this book, right? So... Uh, like I said last week, the book I'm reading at the moment is Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. It's a really interesting book, but it's a book that at least so far up until I got to this point was quite, I guess, quite woolly and theoretical, right? Takes lots of stories from history, blends them together with points that are essentially paraphrased from other books, which are paraphrased from other books and so on. Like it's the same with this entire genre of reading but the reason i continue to read books in this genre is because every now and then you land on a sentence or a paragraph that makes you just kind of sit up and think fucking hell like it's really obvious what this book is saying but it's also really important and really powerful when worded in a certain way right so the quote from the book was this most people never 
learned that their accomplishments will ultimately fail to provide the relief and the happiness we tell ourselves they will. Or they come to understand this only after so much time and money, so many relationships and moments of inner peace were sacrificed on the altar of achievement. We get to the finish line only to think, this is it, now what? And the reason I highlighted that bit of the book and then the reason I went further and shared it to my story is because it's a really, really interesting one. I talk on this podcast a lot about my ambitions and what I want to do and what I want Patter to be as a business and all of these things, right? And I'm talking like five, 10, 20 year goals, always looking into the future, always talking about trying to build more, do more, see more and so on. But I also talk a lot about happiness. I talk a lot about contentment, about trying to enjoy the process, about trying to appreciate what I already have. I spoke about it a few weeks ago when I was talking about like how far things have relatively come in such a short space of time and how it's easy to forget how comfortable things are for me now relative to what they were a few years ago. But I think the reason I found that that paragraph so powerful and so interesting is because it almost made me stop and question what I'm doing. And I don't mean that in in like a really strong sense. I don't mean like, oh shit, should I stop trying to do everything I'm trying to do? Should I stop trying to achieve everything I'm trying to achieve? Because of course the answer is no, because fortunately for me, I enjoy the process far more than I do the outcome. Uh, I spoke about this couple of weeks ago with Ollie Horton. I literally said those exact words in that conversation that you can go back and listen to. I think it's episode number 76. I dread the day that I consider myself to have made it because then I worry what I will be working for. But then, on the other hand, reading that uh, that part of that book, and also other things I've heard in the past, which is what made it jump out to me so much, I also believe that there will never be a point where I think I've made it. There will never be a day when I wake up and I think I'm ready to retire. I don't think there'll be a day where I think, fuck it, I'm bored of working now. I'm bored of building, of exploring, of trying new things. I'm just going to be content and kind of regress into comfort, regress into retirement until the day I die. Because I think the day that you make that decision, the day that you decide that you have made it and all is good and you've pinned your hopes, you've pinned your 20, 30, 40 year career on this end point is the moment you die in a way because if you really think that working for 40 or 50 years uh, is what will bring you to happiness, you know, the day you retire, the day you get your pension, the day you go on that cruise, the day you build that extension, the day you buy that house, the day you get that sports car that you've always wanted that is now your kind of midlife crisis car, the day you do all of these things, I believe, because I've seen it in very small ways in my life already, the day you think that working towards something as a goal and arriving at that goal will bring you happiness is the day you've lost because that goal always moves, right? We've spoken about it so many times on this podcast, the concept of hedonic adaptation, the concept that our minds are never satisfied, right? Chris Williamson spoke about this when he said that, um, I think it is in Buddhism, uh, there is this phrase that life is 
uh, unsatisfactoriness. And he says that it is not a bug, but rather it is a feature that we as humans are never satisfied. It's why you buy your first car and you love it. And then eight months later, like me, you're looking at another car that's a bit shinier and a bit sportier and a bit faster. It's why you uh, used to be happy when you had like a a nice 50 pound t-shirt i don't know but now you want to buy a 250 pound t-shirt we're never satisfied and we're never happy um happiness isn't a destination is what i'm trying to say and i think that so many people we all know them pin all of their hopes and delay all of their happiness towards a point in the future that i don't think exists i think you either find happiness now through doing what you enjoy now and trying to live that life that you've always wanted now or you never find happiness because happiness doesn't live at the end of a career or at the end of buying that thing you've always wanted or even dare i say at the end of doing less materialistic things like traveling right it's just as easy to be happy sat in a small dark one bedroom house as it is to be happy stood in the middle of rome because Happiness is something that you need to bring with you to that location. You won't find it in that location. And so, yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting excerpt from an otherwise fairly uneventful book. However, with that said, um, it's still a book that I'd probably recommend. It's called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. I'm about halfway through it. It's a good little book. And yeah, I'll let you know if anything else stands out to me. But I think other than that, I don't have anything else. Uh, Short episode this week, quick catch-up episode, and frankly, in a sense, filler episode because there was no guest. Um, But with that said, I stand by what I said last week, which is that there are big, very interesting, very worthwhile guests being spoken to right now. Um, And by the way, when I say big, I don't necessarily mean lots of followers or lots of subscribers. I mean people who have big ideas who are in demand for their thoughts and who therefore naturally generate a queue of podcasts behind them which I have to park myself in and wait until it is my turn to speak to them and so there will be guests uh, probably in the very near future I've also got a couple of people that I'm gonna um, book in next time I'm down in London but in the meantime thank you as always for listening I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 78 of life and lessons see you then Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.